right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft II podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I am your host, Will, a.k.a. Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good. Yep, we're just two normal players on the ladder, and we hope you enjoy the discussion tonight. Now that the ladder is in full swing, what better time is there to just talk about laddering? Tonight, we'll be having an extended discussion about our ladder experience, ranging from the new maps to the current meta that we have been experiencing. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and hop right into it. Dan, how is the ladder treating you? Uh, it's not too bad. I had a little bit of a break, so like I... I... I took a whopping like seven days off, which is not that much, but uh, it's it's a lot for me. At least it, it feels it felt like a lot more when I when I got back to it. That that's like a year off of any other video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, it's like I think I was more nervous about it than I probably needed to be, but it, it's still something that you know you kind of go in with certain expectations or whatever. So I'm only like two two sessions back from that. Uh, so, you know, I still feel like to a certain degree, I'm still kind of learning the maps, but I'm starting to at least, uh, I don't know, get a good read on the vibe of each of them and like what things are important, you know, because for me, I, I think I've said this before too, but it's like, it, it always takes me a while to decide how I feel about the maps. Like I'm never the type to look at a map and be like, I'm going to veto this map already. Like I, I take some time to, to really decide. And it's also just, you know, I like the variety. So uh, we're, we're still learning. We're still getting them in. Uh, played some, some pretty decent games on Monday. I was pretty happy with my performance. It was one of those days where it's like, I do surprisingly well. Cause again, I'm expecting to do poorly, but we, we had some, some scrappy wins and some, uh, interesting plays and then uh yesterday was like just a hundred percent worse than than the other day you know i maybe it's maybe it's because i was like oh you know hey monday wasn't as bad as i thought today should be pretty good too but it's like yeah i just uh i don't know i i was uh just making silly mistakes and and really just like self-inflicted damage you know that sort of stuff where it's like i don't know why i did this like i don't know what told me to do this but i did it and like I ruined my build, <laughs> you know, uh, and that happened a lot. Like, plus I was getting like weird internet annoyances with my stream and like, uh, just, uh, eventually I just kind of had to tap out cause I'm just like, whatever. I, th I think I still ended up streaming three hours, but like, it felt like way longer. Maybe it's cause the internet just being annoying and, and whatever. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it was all right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more tilting than just, like, your internet saying, no, you can't play the game tonight. You can't stream tonight. You don't get to do anything tonight. Just get off. Log off. It's, um, yeah, I know how annoying that can be. It definitely takes a toll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It it, it, it drains you pretty quickly. But uh, for the uh, for the Monday session, were you feeling any of that kind of, like, a little bit of, like, rustiness in the hands? Or was it just, like you felt like everything was going smoothly. You felt like you had a bit of mental clarity. It's just everything going right for you. Um, felt pretty good. Yeah. I I've talked about this, like clarity kind of stuff. And I did have a little bit of that because it was also, there was also like a willingness in, in my play on that day to just be like, Oh, you know what? Let's try this. Like I never do this, but let's try it. Like whatever. And you know, that was kind of fun. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and looked really silly, but I was also just like, eh, uh, whatever you know like uh it was very accepting 
uh, how freestyle I was and kind of enjoying it to a certain degree, just being like, we're not going to like really try to try hard every build order thing, but we're just going to try to play interesting and, and play uh, something that might work, <laughs> you know, like it was, it was that sort of thing. And uh, I do think some of the games I got, you know, just from like sheer tenacity or it's like, I'm I'm behind, but then my opponent makes like one or two like critical mistakes that allow me to get back in the game and even like potentially win, and then I just kind of overpower with you know the roach hammer just producing you know like and it and it's those kind of wins too where it's like uh, it, it's a little bit brute force and and some and part of me knows that like versus a more solid player those those kind of plays don't necessarily work, but uh, it still feels good to to power it out you know and to 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 get the win in the end you know that's going to be the exact opposite for me i'm just going to go ahead and be upfront with that one but it's it's good to know that you're you know at least you're able to like capitalize on those mistakes that your opponents are making and like find a way back into games like that's a i feel like that's an undervalued skill and one that tends to drive other players rather crazy and you know sometimes rightfully so because you feel like you you you've done all of this you're ahead and then all of a sudden you make that one mistake and you just like fall way behind it's just like oh well that sucks but yeah good on you for being able to capitalize on those yeah it's one of these things too like you know sometimes when i'm slumping and my mmr is a little bit lower i know that i can definitely make like much more dramatic comebacks just from either having a better understanding of the situation than my opponent because sometimes like you know, it's like a weird game, and then like my Protoss opponent just uh, decides to attack me, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, please, 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 please come attack me. Like I would love for you to do this with like your random amount of stalkers, but like, you know, it's it's completely on them making that call, and uh, you know, sometimes they they just kind of hand you those sort of things, and uh, again, I I feel confident, and again, regardless of whatever my MMR is and whatever my opponent's build is, I feel really confident as far as like an experience perspective of like, this is what we need to do. Or like, this is what my opponent needs to not do for me to like stay in this game. You know, there's a lot of like, Oh, if he just doesn't attack me for two minutes, I'm fine. And it's like, then I just pray for the next two minutes. He doesn't attack me. And sometimes he might, sometimes he won't. Uh, you, you never really know sometimes. You know, it's funny that you say that because this is actually something I've been struggling with just a little bit. It's just, uh, like, I'll even verbalize it on stream. I'll just be like, yeah, I just need to sit back. And then as I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like grabbing my units and like sending them across the map. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I doing this? And it's like, it's, it's become like a, it's become a concerted effort to like actually like stop myself from making the mistakes now. It's like, it's, it's wild to me that stuff like that happens. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's pretty common too, because like every time I do something like that, where like you make a critical error and just throw the game like entirely, I think that every time I do that, it goes to the bank of like next time we won't do that. But like it's still like it's not a one to one ratio by any means, you know. Like I might have to throw like two or three times before I actually like remember what I told myself in those like old replays in the past you know what i'm saying like um and, and you know it's also one of the reasons i i almost always try to rewind and just check the decision making and just check the game sense at at the bare minimum uh because even if i'm making terrible calls i i need to understand 
you know, like I like I need to understand the details of why it was terrible or the details of why I thought it wasn't terrible, you know, like because again, it's it's just kind of building that like ambiguous game sense that allows me to to actually perform occasionally pretty well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any matchup specific stuff that you wanted to talk about? Not really. I mean, you know, so like ZVP is still going pretty well. I, I feel very confident in um, my opener. Like it, my opener is a lot better. I still, I'm probably at like, like an 80% satisfaction rate of getting to like 40 or 50 supply. And then I'm still definitely working on like the, you know, like 60 to like 150. Uh, and, and 150 is close to like my attack, right? So I'm still kind of working on all of those steps kind of coming together, but it's it's a slow process, but I feel like I'm adding the bricks as we kind of go. There's still a lot of variability in my opponents, as as there always will be, especially, I think, for ProRos players. Like, you never know. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but if they take a third base Nexus and they open Stargate, I am I am chilling. Like, that. I, I totally know how to handle that. Uh, you know, even if they're doing some weird thing off of that, like if they have that, I, I feel comfortable, uh, you know, I feel comfortable as far as knowing what to expect and knowing what I have to do. Right. That's not always the case, but again, it, it's still a work in progress, but I think I'm, I'm really getting things to click. A lot of the things that, that I got from coaching are, uh, becoming a lot more, uh, like a good habit. Like they're, they're there and I don't have to dedicate as much thought, but again, it's still like 80, 80%. I don't have to dedicate thought because there's still like I can do, you know, four out of five things correctly. But it's that that fifth one that might change here and there. So um, it, it's going well, like like it's going well. I'm getting a, a pretty good feel for this style, I feel like, too. And, and honestly, we, we can talk about this later in the meta stuff. But I think it matches up really well with the current meta that uh, we're seeing. No, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I, I definitely feel that like the four out of five ratio it, it the thing is like it feels like you get to a certain point where like you finally have like a build like locked down and you you understand a lot of the decision making but there's always like that one fifth that it's just like it's really difficult to actually obtain and then even when you obtain it then you start to you lose another fifth so now you're back down to four fifths but it's a different fifth that you now need to work on and then you lose that one in a different fifth suddenly like get slotted in is it feels like kind of a nightmare whack-a-mole situation which i don't want to sound like a, a downer about it because like eventually it does like you get all of the pieces in place and it becomes second nature and you just like actually can start you know crushing people with it but it it, it does feel like a bit of a that last fifth is always feels like such a steep steep slope to climb yeah well and i think there's so many reasons like you forget that last little piece, right? And it's a lot of the times it's just because I'm focusing on the other ones that have been giving me trouble lately, you know? And like, it's the one that I'm like, oh yeah, Bane speed. <laughs> or it's like, oh yeah, a Bane-liness at all. Like it's, but you know, I'm still like, oh, we got plus two at a great time. You know, like, oh, plus two is like really crisp, but I just forgot the Bane-liness entirely, you know? And it's 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 stuff like that, but that's uh, that's StarCraft, you know? Yeah, do you think your opponents, uh, the fact that each of your opponents is going to play so much more differently from the last one, do you think that that kind of adds to the uh, to to not being able to click down that like last one fifth or like forgetting stuff like Bane Speed? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's also why I said, you know, I feel way more comfortable. If it's three-base Stargate, like, I'm fine. You know, like, I, I, I have a plan to navigate that. Even, you know, three-base Twilight Robo is fine, but, it, like, you still got to be, like, you still got to be really aware of the, the possibilities because, you know, it still could be Adepts, it could be DTs. Uh, it's probably not charged, but you still got to check and rule it out. You know, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things to check and there's a lot of different preparations you have to kind of work through. Uh, versus Stargate, even if they're doing, like, the, like, one Void Ray into Charge Lot meme or something, it's like, well, I, I still can have what I need for that. Um, and, and there's always, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just in any matchup, really, there's always a certain amount of, well, as long as he's not doing this, we can continue as, as planned. No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the build that you use has a lot of, um, like, just like small tweaks that you can make to be able to deal with some of this stuff. Like, you don't have to do something like drastically different, uh, for each of these different like variations, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's that that's the thing too. That just having a solid macro build, like it, it'll always cover you. And, and uh, like this is an example from the coaching I got uh, from Pig, where it's like if you're going, if your opponent's going Stargate, and you know they're going Stargate, you still want a Roach Warren eventually, right? You don't need it like urgently, but like you should have one built in at some point, right? Because there are a lot of ways that they can open Stargate and still switch to charge or still, you know, send four random adepts in or something like that. And, and like, just having it just always puts you in a better spot uh, as opposed to not having it. Because not having it is, like, a super, like, it's a super advanced call. Like, you can skip it for sure. And, like, Serral will skip it if he wants to, right? Like, but... It's also, you know, we're I'm not Cyril, so I'm not gonna skip it. I'm just gonna make sure it's it's locked into the build at a specific time. Um, and and again, you can still make tweaks on the fly. You can be like, this guy's being really weird, or like this guy, I've seen way too many units. Let's get it, let's get it 20 seconds earlier, and you know, make it some safety roaches. Like like, there's all sorts of ways to to kind of cover your bases, but um, just having that piece added in can can go a long way, you know. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything with uh, ZVZ or ZVT? Are you still doing uh, two base all ins for ZVZ? Uh, yeah, I I feel like I've played maybe like two ZVZs in the last two sessions, so it, it's kind of hard for me to gauge it. I think the thing that I'm the most focused on in ZVZ right now is my Overlord positioning, uh, because it's so important uh, in ZVZ, especially on new maps where you just have to where you put your first two or even three overlords just like you can lose games from it from just not having them in the right spot and uh that's basically where all my attention is gone it's also like i'm still doing the ling bane stuff but uh I, honestly all of my mental energy has been overlord positioning and like i can look at where my stuff is i can look at where my opponent's stuff is because i'm also trying like like the funny thing too is that i'm looking at where i put my overlords but i'm also the guy who's trying to sneak lings across the map if possible like if there's an opening and i can find it like i'll take it because it makes my all-in a hundred times better if they just don't see me until i'm like halfway across um so you know it's funny but yeah i feel like i haven't gotten that many reps uh in zvz uh, a couple weird games here and there, but nothing that I remember distinctly. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. What about CVT? 
yeah, so ZVT, I don't know. Like, I feel like on Monday I got one, I got like one Terran and it wasn't even like it was a proxy rack or something weird that, that I, that I won versus. And it's like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Um, and then, uh, and then yesterday I got so many Terrans. Like we, you and me did some custom games, which is fine, you know, like whatever. But then when I went to ladder, I probably got like four Terrans in a row, which was like, just, you know, okay. Like I'll, you know, I can't control it. So I'll just take what I can get. And, uh, I don't know. I just felt really uh, kind of sloppy and kind of just uh, the opener was never where I wanted it to be. But I think that I don't know. Maybe maybe I feel the rust more so in ZVT because it's just uh, I just felt like my mind was like you know running all over the place, like um, not really focused. And and even if they're just moving units around, it's like my attention was distracted, you know. But I think that's a multitasking kind of attention thing, and I think that. That should go away with with some more uh, reps, I think. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in the customs that we play, like your um, your multitasking still seemed to be pretty pretty terrifying. To be honest with you, <laughs> it was it it got really difficult to like try and put out multiple fires at once. Like even when I was like streaming, I was like I was getting like visibly frustrated, like trying to deal with two sides at once. And I think at the end, like at the end, I was just like, so that's what. That's what that feels like whenever I do it. Okay, yeah, this this sucks to play against. My God, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure it'll come back. Yeah, no, they were fun games. I, I for me, the stuff that I'm talking about is really just like early game droning. Honestly, like like again, I felt pretty good once I get army on the on the map and once I kind of know like where the Terran is and all that. Like I can feel better about it. But for me, like again, this is me as like a timing attack guy too. It's like. I desperately need to like feel good in my opener in order to feel like I can be successful in the rest of the game, right? So if I feel like I have a bad opener, I'm already like negative minded going into the rest of it. Um, so, you know, I know how to make plays once I get there, you know, cause that's still kind of my element, I suppose. But the, the, the drones, man, I need the drones. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but it happens. This this is actually something that uh, I'll be discussing a decent amount in my uh, in my latter talk, but yeah, I I definitely feel that just like the the opening has to be good. The opening has to be good, or you just like you feel like shit going into the rest of the game. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, it, it, the way a StarCraft game starts, you know, where you start with one base and a certain amount of workers, is that the earlier it happens in the game, the more important it's going to be for the rest of the game. And granted, some of these mistakes and, you know, little things can get washed out. But uh, the mistake I kept making yesterday, which was so frustrating, is I kept making lings way too early, uh, which is a, a double-ended, like, terrible mistake. Because you're killing larvae to make lings that, like, have nothing to do. Like, what are they? They're going to be slow zerglings when the Hellions are at home on the other side of the map. It's, like, they're completely worthless. Um and you're not droning because you're spending your larva on on links. So like I did that like two games in a row at the end of stream, and I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> like like I can't <laughs> I can't keep playing like this. Like it's not it's not enjoyable because I I kept doing it, and like I wouldn't I would know I was doing it, but it's like I already did it, you know. And it's like ugh, it's just it's just one of those things. No, yeah, that's that's totally understandable. Uh, do you have a highlight or a lowlight that you wanted to share? Uh, sure. 
so uh my highlight was a uh a zbt on uh, what map what map is a moon dance which is the pocket third with the half base in the back in the back pocket and this was a game that i uh i just was like we're gonna play weird because so here's the thing i <laughs> I do not like the pocket base maps. Like it's just so uh, rough for my style and my just overall game plan, because I need to attack. Like I'm, I am at home attacking into a three base setup. So if they have a two and a half base setup with one choke point, uh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> like, like uh, I don't have anything to do. Like there's nothing that I could just run into the wall. Like you know, um, so I'm not super hyped about a lot of these pocket base maps but <laughs> to cope with this so far i've been doing five roach again uh just to kind of whip out the build again and you know take it take it for a spin see see if i remember how to do it and uh you know it's it's still a pretty powerful build like it 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 certainly uh can put me in a good position to where i don't have to care about so much of a pocket base um so i opened five roach uh we did pretty all right uh, I don't think it was, like, crazy damage. It was, like, a decent amount of damage, but not, like, game-ending. You know, like, like I, I again, I've, I've done this build a lot in the past, so, like, I know when it's enough, and I know when it's, like, completely shut down, and it was... This one was right in the middle. Um, and uh, I, I don't remember what exactly prompted me to do this. I think it was just because he had a pretty decent tank count to start, but I, I started doing my normal build, right? So 1-1 one, one Roach, and, and just trying to max on, you know, 60... 55 drones or whatever um this was my, one of my things where i'm like i hate this map already uh so let's let's spice it up let's throw nidus in there you know add some positional tools to my arsenal in this game um i make the nidus uh it got scanned and then this is the thing too that i think is funny is that like i'm not good at nidusing like it's just not in my skill set because it's not something i do a lot uh, but my opponent clearly had defended many Nidus's because um, he scanned and then he put turrets on the edge and he and then he made a Viking and hunted for my overlords <laughs> on the other side of the map. So I had nowhere to go with this Nidus worm. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of knew this. And then just embracing my truest ladder zerg, I put down a spire and was just like, ah, let's just make like 12 meters and, and see what happens. Because again, he was pretty like turtled up, you know, he was pretty locked down. And uh, I was just like, let's just make the mutas. And um, so we, I, I forget, I think I attacked his his natural wall with a, a crap ton of roach first and like tried to get a reinforcing nidus, got denied, made some mutas, he made a bunch of banshees. Like, and then this game just gets wild. Um, wait, wait, he, he made a bunch of banshees? Yeah, this is before the mutas came out. Is like he, he just made like four, like mi partly for like Nidus patrol and also just because he saw I was just going mass roach, right? And so that that's one of the things that made me make a bunch of mutas too because I was like, well, at the least we get to kill the banshees and we can keep kind of pushing it. Because again, I felt like I had a pretty good spot from the early game, right? Um so, you know, I can be a certain amount of careless with with some of my units. And, and it was just it was just it was just a weird game. And, and again, the Mutas, when they made their debut, I think they were pretty surprising. You know, we end up killing Medivacs. We end up 
uh, taking some pretty dramatic fights. Uh, the, the thing I learned too is that I'm just terrible at judging muta, muta fights versus Marines. It's so, I, I, I took some of the worst fights imaginable. Uh, even even when I'm like, oh, you know, hey, there's not too many. I think we could take it. And it's like, no, he has upgrades and you're making a terrible call and you're going to lose seven mutas. You're going to lose seven mutas in the blink of an eye. And like I did that like twice maybe. So again, room for improvement. But again, that's it's fight stuff and it's like whatever. But anyways, it was just this crazy game. A lot of things blowing up. I, I end up running to the natural a bunch of times with roaches. Uh, we make a bunch of mutas on the back end. I remake the roaches, uh, you know, and like I'm at like two two on the ground. Uh, it is just just wild. I could never get the nidus to really pay off for me, uh, but that's also partly because like I just don't have that mechanical uh, knowledge quite there. Like like you gotta like rally your units. You gotta not hotkey them from eggs. Uh, you gotta always be like unloading the nidus you know on the other side like it's stuff that like i i, I kind of practiced a little bit afterwards because i was just like i'm so bad i'm so bad at this like load unload like uh you know make sure everything's on your main group or like you know load it with your like secondary group like there's all sorts of ways to do it but uh i just didn't have the practice but anyways i ended up losing this game because honestly i i was so careless with my gas income so despite being relatively ahead, I think from a lot of these uh, attacks, I just I just ran out of Vespine gas and like I wasn't expanding it very much. But uh, I was having fun, you know. Like I was making mutas, I was uh, you know making things blow up. I was definitely keeping my opponent on the back foot, and I kept throwing roaches and again it was very satisfying because i was like hey i've never done this let's do it and not only was i doing nida stuff i was also doing weird tech swappy spire stuff and like it didn't work but i was like i can see how this would work <laughs> so we'll we'll take it we'll take it as progress i you know the funny i i every time i play zerg i think like i should do it nidus and i just i forget that nidus even exists whenever i play zerg so it, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, so intuitive. Like, anybody can do it. And then you hop on and you try to do Nidus, and it's just like, oh, shit. I don't, I don't actually know how this works. Also, that just, it sounds like a bizarre Terran opponent. Like, this is a person who went bio and then got four speed banshees. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. I was doing weird stuff. I had no time to pay attention to the weird stuff he was doing. Uh, I also like it's also one of these things where it's like he when he so like I didn't realize he scanned my nidus he scanned my nidus probably like right as it finished right and then he immediately did a bunch of things as far as covering the edges of his base uh, denying any possible place where I could sneak an overseer in to get vision in the base right I think that's the other thing I realized about that map is that despite having a decent amount of space like on the pocket third to nidus there's basically no room in the main base. It's a very small main, you know, as far as like vision is concerned. There's no big corner that you can uh, get stuff up undetected. So like he was very aware of that. Um, but but that's the thing with Nidus, man. And that's also one of the reasons like I never really uh, tried it that much because either it looks, either they have no idea it's happening and it looks cool and you win the game or uh, they definitely know and they shut you down so hard and you just like 
that's <laughs> that's that's the biggest part of the plan most of the time for a lot of these builds, right? Again, I, I was doing it like I had a little bit more, like it wasn't really an all-in build, but I was like adding the Nidus to my committed 66 drone attack, you know, so it's a little different, but like uh, there's so many uh, super all-in Nidus plays where, yeah, if they put one Viking that kills your overlords, like good luck, <laughs> good luck with your follow-up. I mean, you can definitely find other things to do, but like the Nidus is not going to happen. And uh, yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, that that's that's the moral i guess yeah i actually do have some thoughts about moon dance that we can cover later on in the show but uh uh do you have another game um oh yeah so for uh for low light uh i kind of already said this but it was basically the last it's not a specific game it's two games it's probably the last zvts i played yesterday where i just made like the dumbest errors and they were all self-inflicted like there, there was nothing to, there was nothing to do with my opponent i just had a terrible opener uh i tried to kind of put band-aids on it where i could you know and then like i just die to like the lightest of like two medivacs unloading <laughs> i'm like oh i'm i have no units i'm dead <laughs> and it's just like yeah, yeah yeah and then something relatively similar happens uh same thing where it's like yeah i just made a bunch of lings when i had no reason to and uh i died because i had nothing <laughs> yeah i i could imagine that those games got kind of rough because i i do remember that night that you were having like all of the internet issues i mean like you had the like the customs beforehand they were rather intense games so like it it, it doesn't surprise me that it could like wear you down and uh make it difficult to continue playing games like i i, I could i could barely uh, like I, I, as I ended my stream that night, I was thinking about like doing some off-stream practice, and then like I tried to do like a second warm-up session and just like could I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just I couldn't do it. I was just like, all right, well, I I guess I'll just <laughs> I'll call it a night then. I guess, but uh, yeah, I yeah, uh, it sucks that that happened. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing too I was kind of thinking about is that like the games that I played versus you, I was definitely a lot more experimental than I usually am in, in my practice. Like I was definitely trying things that were uh, kind of out of my element. And the more I think about it too, the more I was like, well, I'm glad I did the, the experimentation sort of stuff, you know? But then I also realized that like, I just, I didn't have any time to process the things that I tried. So then when I tried to like go back to do normal things, I'm still kind of thinking about like, Oh, what if we tried this thing? Or like, what if like, I, even though I kind of told myself like, Hey, just play your regular build versus these random ladder players. But like, I, I don't know, man, my mind was still like, like churning, thinking about these things. And I think that really just destroyed my openers. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those days, you know? Yeah. It, it does take a lot of mental energy to be able to, you know, process all of the experimentation. Like I usually, if I try to experiment, it's either, I I usually do not follow it up with any more ladder for the night because I I know for a fact that it's just going to like break my brain. <laughs> just just a note on the last game, I, I I thought for sure you were going to go Rocha. Just like I I'll just metagame him this time and just go straight into tanks. I don't want to like spend any more like mental cycles because I've been fucking up my own opening the entire night. And then I <laughs> and as we were going, I saw Ling Bang. I was just like, oh fuck, dude, really. <laughs> this sucks oh no 
Well, I mean, that was part of my strategy. I was like, Will is always very comfortable to assume that I'm going roaches, and he's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's also like I don't know. I was I was I had fun. I had fun a lot of those games. Like I actually, like again, y you do a good job of just uh, never leaving your base, which is the the correct play for Roach. Like, <laughs> like it's it's correct. Like I can't, I can't be mad at it. Cause it's, it's correct. You know, like, um, but yeah, you do a great job with that. So, you know, I got to this point where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, uh, pivot into a, a crap ton of Banelings or like pivot into weird spire tech or like, uh, you know, just, uh, all sorts of just different things. And even playing straight up Ling Bane, which was like very weird for me. <laughs> like I, I haven't done that in months. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely some need some work, but it's also like the, the reason I did that too, is because a lot of the things I'm doing in ZVP kind of remind me of just the OG Ling Bane in ZVT, right? Just like fourth base macro hatch. Like it's all stuff I'm working on in, zvp so i'm like you know what let's give it a shot you know i kind of remember layer bane speed whatever we'll go from there <laughs> uh but you know it's still uh it's still pretty pretty rough around the edges but hey i'm glad uh i'm glad I'm glad i tried it no i i think that like those games definitely helped me out a little bit too because it did force me to be a little bit more uh it forced me to kind of like try and read you a little bit better yeah no i <laughs> i know that's why that's why i decided to do it those damn banelings that you would just like throw into my third base like oh my god dude like i i did i, I usually don't expect that from you so like every time it happened it was just like it, it was so frustrating to see happen because like i would look back and it's just be like a line of dead scvs i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me and I think during the last game, like, when you just, like, ran them into the planetary, there was a moment where I was just like, no! Anybody who says PFs are OP are idiots! I was just, like, I was just, like, losing my mind over that one PF, and I was just like, I don't, I never expect this, like, what the, what the hell? But it, it those, those games were really fun, they were interesting, and I, I think that they were definitely fruitful. Yes, no, I could just tell, I could just tell that you're too comfortable playing versus me because you oh that's know, not true that's you know, not, that's not you know true. what i'm gonna do every time and i have to i have to spice it up all right that was my thing so i'm glad we spiced it up it's 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 not true though because like like i i know what you're going to do but it's a totally different question of whether or not i'm comfortable dealing with it because usually whenever i play tvz i'm used to like Ling Bane and they wanted to stay on their own creep and like push that forward and stuff. I'm not used to just like I'm gonna get like absolutely blasted if I move out on the map by Roach Ravager and I have to like it makes me feel uncomfortable to have to just like sit in my base and not be able to do anything. It's like it, it's torture for me, man. It's rough. Okay, well I'm glad I'm glad it makes you that uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable for me too because I'm just like here's 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 my perspective is i'm out on the map i'm sitting at like 170 supply and i'm like sending changelings and zerglings and looking for anything anything that i can make into uh something and it's like yeah there's nothing here for me well let's figure it out so like in all of these games i'm like well let's get 2-2 well let's get bane speed and just spend all this money into banelings because like i can't run up these ramps as much as i want to i i'm i should not uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. It's good times. <laughs> no, yeah, th those are, those are fantastic games for sure. 
well, I think that that'll do it for me uh, as far as this. So I'll turn it over. I'll turn it over to you. Uh, how is the ladder going? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we've had some really big ups. We've had some really big downs. Um, my alt accounts MMR is now higher than my mains uh, MMR level. I've been starting to notice I've been getting very quickly irritated for a couple of reasons with ladder. Uh, one of them is just, I, I, I can manage to get like these big leads like in the early and mid game and then throw them away. Just like I'll be up in army supply. I'll be up in workers. And this is for, this is for all of the matchups, less so TVT, but definitely TVZ and TVP. Is I, I like I'll be just up, just comp- like really doing re- really well, just like executing my build well. Um, I just I can't leverage those advantages, and I lose steam going into the late game, and it's like it's brutal because it's just like I go back in the replays and I see all of this stuff, and I'm just like why like why am i just like not doing well here why am i like getting my ass kicked every single time even though like you know it's like 80 or like 180 supply versus 150 and i'm up 10 workers like stuff like that is like it's it it's funny that we had a perseverance episode last time because it's like it's actually testing whether or not uh i can keep playing ladder all the time like it, it's driving me absolutely crazy and i mean on top of that is there's also just like bizarre stuff on the ladder and i tend to like overreact to it a decent amount so like if i'm not just like wildly ahead i'm just wildly behind it's like there's no it, it's hard to follow a thread i guess because it, it's like it's just wild it's completely different things all the time yeah um do you do you think that like it's it's just like the engagements or like it's just like the harass gets out of control? You know, that's I guess that's the million dollar question. It's it's hard to say. It's um it's something I've been So I, I've been recently getting coaching sessions from Vindicta and it's something that I've been kind of looking at a little bit, but it's it's it kind of just boils down to like in some cases maybe i'm just not as far ahead as i think i am um sometimes it well in the instance of my low light it does boil down to luck unfortunately so like there, there are times where i just get unlucky there are times where i just i make the wrong call and i just you know like waste the opportunity that i was given like it if I just like I'll push in the wrong direction and then I get caught in a big surround or I just don't engage the army or the enemy army the way I should it there, there it feels like there's probably a multitude of reasons and some that I'm just like not picking up on and others that I am picking up on but don't know how to really like work on so it, it's it's a mess honestly yeah well I I understand that and I also understand that the pain of knowing you're in a good position and the pain of knowing that you blew it um <laughs> this reminds i had a i had a first time chatter who, who just told me uh i just lost i was i just lost this game the game that it was my highlight actually so you know i was happy about it but i just lost the game and he was like that was your game to lose and i'm like you're timed out <laughs> <laughs> and i was like of course it was my fucking game to lose i was driving i was there i was doing it like i knew i was throwing but like i'm <laughs> 
fucking I I had I just I was like no thank you I don't I don't want this like like no thanks that's like yeah some that <laughs> that feels like getting kicked while you're down honestly it's stuff like that drives me crazy when it happens but that's I, that's been a lot of life dude yeah and it's like and it's like I was I was talking about how I was throwing while I was doing it too. Like I definitely wasn't like, oh, I can I can definitely. I'm like, no, I'm definitely throwing. Like I know I'm doing weird shit. Like, but yeah, it just it just uh, that sometimes that first time chatter is is hilarious. But when it's like they're just telling me that I threw, I'm like, get out of here, buddy. I, I don't I don't got time for this. I don't know. It, for me, recently, it's been very clear if I know that I'm doing something stupid because my my volume control has been out of hand, and I've been I've definitely been salty and yelling more recently. But uh, yeah, I, it it always drives me crazy when somebody comes in. It's just like I was like, oh, well, this is the mistake that you made. I'm just like, I don't know who you are. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if if somebody who like I know comes in, it's just like, uh, why did you do that? It, you know, that's I'm usually fine with that. But if it's like some new person, it's just like, who are you again? What are your qualifications to tell me that I that I messed up? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it it's uh, it's just it's it's always tough, you know, just to be in these situations where you're ahead. And I think I think it's something that like I don't know. I've gotten better at accepting the fact that I'm gonna throw a lot of games. But it still hurts when I do it, you know, like, even though I'm I'm much more resilient to being like, yeah, dude, that's part of StarCraft. Part of StarCraft is knowing you're ahead in every way and still losing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't know. Stuff like that is just like, it's, it feels so painful when it happens too. like, it, it's, it's genuinely an irritate, like, it's, it's a genuine irritation for me. It's just like, I did all the stuff right up to this point. Like, why don't, why can't I win? Why can't I leverage all of this stuff? And I've even said it on chat before and it, or like on stream before and just been like, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, how am I, how am I actually fucking up so bad that I'm taking these leads and literally just like throwing them in the dumpster? Like they don't matter. And it, it, it it's, it's really, really like getting on my nerves, honestly. Yeah, I, I think I think it there's there's also a lot of challenge because sometimes you can explain it, right? Sometimes you can be like, okay, I thought this because I saw this, right? Or it's like I thought I was super far ahead so I could do this, right? And, and like, you know, sometimes those are misreads, but then other times you're just like, you know, this is the right call. I just did it wrong, <laughs> you know, like like I I'm I'm correct to like make this decision. I'm just doing it in the wrong way, or like, whoops. I took the worst fight imaginable and I lose the game. Like, like sometimes it's so painful in, in how one dimensional it is, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I assumed I was being all in because I saw this, this, and this. And it's like, that's, that's not, that's, that's wrong for what he's actually doing. But like, it's not wrong to, to make that assumption. And, and like, I don't know, man, I, I go back and forth being like, oh yeah, good. You did a good job trusting your gut versus like, Oh, why did you trust your gut there? You're completely and blatantly in the incorrect zone. And it's like, well, that's that's what happens when you trust your gut. Sometimes you're right and sometimes you're horribly wrong. Yeah, and stuff like that. I don't know. It's it it, it feels kind of gross when it's like when it's stuff like that too cuz it's just like Yeah, I I don't know. It it definitely it definitely brings up a lot of emotions in me whenever I have to think about stuff like this and it's just like ugh. 
yes, it's it's an emotional game always, always will be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for matchup specific stuff, I don't really have too much. Like TVT feels really good to me. I feel like I'm playing. I feel like I could play people like above my level in TVT, and part of that's just like I know the matchup really well, and I tend to play a lot of TVTs. Um, so there's not really much to say there. Uh, TVP is. Oh boy, TVP is a thing. Uh, I, I'm currently one in eight this season in TVP, and it's been. I mean, I, I've just been on the struggle bus recently with TVP. It, there's there's a lot of it's like you were talking about earlier. There's a lot of variations in what a Protoss player can do, and sometimes it's really difficult to read some of those variations. Like I, recently, I had a Protoss player who uh, they decided to go for a proxy gateway, but they got their second gas early, and they didn't get warp gates until much later. So I was just like, oh, proxy void. All right, I get Cyclone and Marines, and then we'll be fine. And all of a sudden, two Stalkers walk up. And it's just like, ah, well. Uh, that's Well, that was a nice thought. And, I mean, granted, like this is something I also went over. I went over that specific game with Vindicta, too, and he was pointing out like some of the stuff that I could have done differently. And that, you know, it, it technically what my opponent did was bad, and I should have been able to still like dumpster it. But... You know, there are still a couple of, like, unfortunate mistakes that I made and kind of threw that away. So it's still, like, it's, it's so difficult to, like, read some of that stuff and then just be, like, completely and blatantly wrong. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, you, you can have a, a decent idea. And I also know that feeling of, like, you want to do things uh, very quickly in that sort of situation because you know something's wrong as far as, like, what's happening, you know? But sometimes you're just missing those those extra little details and that can really uh come around and kick you in the ass you know no yeah absolutely and that's just that's just been kind of the struggle for me recently with tvp like usually if i can get into i don't know like if we can start getting into like the four or five base territory or like start to get into the late game usually i can stand a better chance but usually it's just like it's unscouted aggression or early or unscouted aggression that i either don't know how to deal with or I just don't see coming or sometimes they put together like some kind of like three like big three base push and then just like stomp on me uh, from there. But yeah, I mean that's just that's kind of life right now in TVP. Um, TVZ is actually the interesting one for me recently though. Um, we've been starting to make strides in the matchup, and I actually have started feeling better uh, playing out games in TVZ. And I've actually been trying the, the there's two different like schools of thoughts with Terrans recently um, in TVZ and it's either you play like Klim or you play like Maru. You either just like outpace the shit out of a Zerg in the mid game and then just kind of like roll them as soon as you can or you go you take the Maru approach and you just like turtle mech late game and then just like don't move out too much you know build a lot of ghosts a lot of tanks and like you you basically just become an impenetrable fortress and force the Zerg to engage into you. And I've been trying I've been trying both styles out a little bit more. Like I, I'm definitely more comfortable with the Klim version, just because like that's always how I've played since I've gotten into Diamond. It's just like trying to outpace the Zerg. Um it and I think that's actually why I started kind of falling out in the matchup because 
it's not like the Zergs have gotten really good at being able to deal with that kind of stuff. Like even in our league, like it's they they've gotten much better at being able to just be like, okay, the Terran's gonna hit me from two places at once. Queen's here, Ling Bane there should be enough to like actually be able to deal with this. And as soon as they leave, push the creep out, uh, you know, take more territory, expand. You know, they're doing much better with that kind of stuff. You know, it's still Diamond League though, and they still like we we all still make mistakes here. So like there there's still some there's still some variation in the matchup there um but i have been trying the kind of like like bio stops working at some point it's just like all right we get like three more factories and then we try to pump out as much as we can <laughs> we just go into ghost mech and then you know we play a 30 minute game so buckle in zerg i hope you're ready for this how are you how are you doing with that that phase of the game do you feel okay about it? Do you feel like I'm still really shaky on it? Actually, I'll just I'll go ahead and go into the highlight because my my highlight is a game where I tried the Maru method and actually succeeded. So the only reason I'm calling this a highlight is because I was actually successful with this for once. Like usually whenever I try to do like go in like go into like Ghost Mech Turtle, I usually like I either do it too early, I do it like a transition too late, I don't quite have the defensive setup yet to be able to deal with the fact that the zerg is now on 10 bases but this time i actually kind of figured it out now granted i had been ahead up until like the 13 minute mark when i decided like i can't get anywhere i'm just going to go ahead and turtle up i saw the lurkers come out so it's like it's over i can't do anything else like Technically, I, I probably could have killed that Zerg beforehand if I had, like, used better army movements and had, like, better setups for all of my engagements. Regardless, we actually get to that stage of the game. We start, you know, like, cranking out siege tanks and ghosts and uh, liberators. We didn't have hellbats, which is a bit of an issue to, like, you know, hellbats or marauders, really, to tank for the ghosts. And we still made a bunch of misplays where we just, like, wound up losing a bunch of ghosts and losing a bunch of gas that we shouldn't be losing but you know at the end of a 30 minute game like we managed to finally grind the zerg down and just like beat them into submission it like actually was able to start like kind of pushing our own line and retaking bases slowly but surely and like at some point i was like dropping nukes on uh, outlying bases and just like trying to push this line and keep pushing and keep pushing and eventually we actually got in there and managed to uh claim the dub yeah, I think I think the most challenging thing about late game stuff is just like there's so much nuance as far as how you get there and like whether you're like forced into it, whether you have the choice to be like, oh, we're ahead. We're just going to close this out by the book, you know, like we're going to take all the steps. We're going to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and whatever. Um, but it's also like it's a very different experience doing it that way where you're like in control and you're like leisurely, like adding on all these add-ons and stuff like versus like, Oh my God, I have to do this right now. Or I'm going to die. And it's the only thing I have left to do in this game is to just sit behind tanks and hope for the best. And like, it, it, it's, uh, I think that's always, it's always a challenge because those situations are going to have such different priorities and different, like, uh, understandings of, of, what you need to accomplish and what you need to like prevent your opponent from doing or whatever. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think a lot of Terrans are, are starting to, you know, come around to that sort of style. Just even, even if it's 
they're forced into it and they they can't like leave their base or whatever like uh it's certainly uh i feel like it's certainly kind of trickling its way down yeah and i mean it's a real it's a surprisingly complicated style to do like i know there's a lot of memes out there about how you know terrans only need ghosts now in tvz just like oh, you need the ghosts for the brood lords and the lurkers and the banelings and it's like it, it feels so uncomfortable to like transition from bio to mech. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done in StarCraft 2. And the funny thing is, is that for years, you know, like new players would come in and just be like, hey, can like, is there any way I can go from like bio to mech or mech to bio? And everybody's just like, no, you absolutely cannot do that. Like, it's like you have this setup and you can't stray from that setup. And now it's just like, yeah, if you went bio, you better have like five factories at the 13 minute mark. You're going to die. <laughs> and it's so weird to have like this transition. It's just like all Maru had to do is just like win some TVZs with that method. And it's just like, oh, well, I guess that's actually the case. I guess the new guys like all those years ago were actually right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no. And I think, I think there's like, it's easy for Twitch chat to just look at the ball of ghosts, like obliterate everything and be like, oh, it's the ghosts. But it's also like Maru always has like two or three places to retreat to that always have tanks that always have choke points. Like, like even just where he puts like his extra command centers is like very deliberate and very like planned out from what it looks like, you know, and like, um, just even when I was watching like Beyond the other day and, you know, Pig, Pig was talking about this, but Beyond's working on his late game, you know, like you can see it. He's he's definitely making an effort to, to play out these games where in the past he would just tap out and be like, OK, well, we're beyond where I like to play. So see you later. But um, even just the Sim City and the tank positioning uh, has to be really, really tight and really precise, I feel like, uh, in order to let those ghosts do their job, which is to, you know, obliterate everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, it's, because this is something that I've been working on for a while. It's just, like, being able to control ghosts a little bit better because, you know, if, if you talk to anybody, it's literally just like, oh, yeah, make ghosts and kill the Zerg. Um, the control of them feels really complicated and convoluted to get into at first because it's not like you can just, like, send them against the whole, like, flood of Zerg and just expect them to, like, do fine. It's just, like, if there's Ling Bane, like you have to be able to retreat behind something or, you know, you just lose the ghost and then you die. Um, yeah, it, it, it's hard to kind of get used to some of that stuff in the late game, but we're like, we're slowly kind of starting to get there. Even with the Klim method, it's, uh, it, you know, it's just a lot of growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have a low light you wanted to get into? Uh, yes, I do. And this is, this is actually a game that like I, I couldn't look at the replay for like a day, maybe a day and a half. It was just it like every time I looked at it, it just made me mad. Um, so it's a TVZ on Cosmic Sapphire, which uh, you know, it, it, it's Cosmic Sapphire, so some I, I kind of expect weirdness going into it, but this was just odd. Like here here's what the Zerk did. They made an early Roach Warren. And then cancelled it as I was leaving with the Reaper. I poked back in just to make sure and I saw it go down a second time. So it's just like, okay, cool, roaches. Um and then I I popped into the main base. I see a fast layer. I see no third base. I see, you know, a a, a fast second gas. So I'm just like, 
I, I don't know what it is at this point. And I, I went back with Vendicta and he was just like, yeah, this is, this would probably indicate like quick muta, which that's what it actually turned out to be. It's like a quick muta. But at the time, like I didn't, I, I was just confused. Cause it was just like, uh, do you really need a second gas in the layer for this? Like, I mean, I guess roach speed, but like at the same time, this, this, th this feels off, but, um, at, like I overreact to the fact that there could be roaches and I was trying to have a really safe response. So I'm build like an extra bunker that I didn't need. Um, stem wound up being really late because I was just trying to crank out reactor Marines and getting siege tanks out, which wasn't super necessary. Um, I, like I really just needed to have like, just either be constantly poking around or just have a better idea of, um, what was going to come out like have like have have hellions out honestly just like have hellions like making sure that like there wasn't a massive roach flood that was going to be popping in which i mean that that's just a struggle i've been having with tvz recently it's just like i want to deviate from my build too quickly but um you know the mutas come across i mean we we kind of deal with them but we're at this point i'm scared to like actually expand to a third base we finally kind of get to that point i get my third base like and at this point we're kind of we're kind of like even on workers and like the zerg is like just now taking their fourth base and i figured like you know i have enough marines like stem's going to be on the way soon i'm going to go ahead and just start pushing out uh opponent decided to just like leave an army in front of my third just like it's one of those things like if it's ling bane you don't you almost never expect it to just be like outside of your base like that army is so much better suited to be like on creep and not just like like and it wasn't even a big army either it's just like a an army of like banelings like a couple of roaches and a couple of mutas and as i was walking my massive marine ball up to like where the watchtower was i looked away for just a second because you know I don't expect there to be just a ball of banelings outside of my base. I walk and like, I look back and it's all dead. Everything like the entire army just got like, just fucking obliterated. And there's still like enough roach and muta left that just like, they just go through and just like start tearing everything apart. And I was this, like the, <laughs> like the, the, I hate to say it, but there's absolutely a luck factor in that. Like, sure, I could have had, like, a sensor tower because, you know, the Zerg was acting weird, or I could have, like, sent one Marine forward, but at the same time, it's just, like, you don't you don't expect them to come off of creep like that. It was just, it's, like, one of those, like, random things that you never really think about, and I felt like I was safe to push out. I wasn't, because I just, like, didn't do my due diligence that I'd almost never do anymore because you don't expect it. And I, I lost my mind. Like, I was on stream, like, just, like, pissed off that this happened. And, it, like, I, I had to, like, not ladder for a day after that. Because I, I was genuinely angry about that. And it was just, like, I like I, I try to put in so much work to make sure that shit like this doesn't happen. And this is, like, what I, this is the thanks that I get. But I, like, that was just, it was just a rough game, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's always painful, but it's also like, I know, I know that you in this moment can realize that it's it's terribly unlucky. You know, like yes, there there is like something you probably could have done to be aware of it, but 
you're also relatively okay to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm safe, you know, just kind of pushing here and, you know, working my way to creep. Like, it's not like you're on the edge of creep or like you're not like standing in a really like scary spotted position under an overlord or something. But it's like, yeah, it it, it, it feels so brutal too. And, and you know, I, I think about this a lot too because, uh, you know, sometimes for me, like I know like when I get away with things, like that are lucky like that too where it's just like like i just like i just find like six tanks on the map you know and i'm like oh sweet <laughs> like this this i couldn't have asked for anything better to happen in this game and it's like my opponent didn't know where i was i didn't know where he was <laughs> you know and it and uh you know sometimes it it really just uh can be terribly overwhelming and uh just ruin the game for you and uh it, it goes both ways you know i've done the same thing you know just getting caught like you're just like I'll just go this way, and you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a surround that I don't know how I got here, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like this was one of the games that I went over during my coaching session, and like Vindicta was like, you know, you, you know, there were there were things you could have done to like keep this from happening, but at the same time, like that's just unfortunate, dude. Like, <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected it. I don't think most people would have expected it. Like you did get kind of just caught out and like decimated and you were like you were fine up to this point but you know you got you got unlucky and your opponent like happened to pick up luck um and, and I, I i do know like luck does sometimes play like a part in this game like sometimes you can you, like i've i've gotten lucky mine hits before and just like absolutely wrecked a mineral line or just like took out an entire clump of banelings that had just got morphed in it, it it happens but like sometimes it just it hits really hard it's just like because in, in my mind it's just like this guy canceled the roach warren rebuilt the roach warren like the third base was late there like the gas count didn't seem like it added up in my mind at the time it's just like why <laughs> it hurts yeah. No, I mean, it, it always swings both ways, right? Like, you're going to have lucky plays, and you're going to have terribly, terribly unlucky plays, but it's always going to feel worse when you're the recipient of the bad luck. Like, that's just, unfortunately, that's just the way it is, and uh, it'll it'll probably keep happening. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, this, this is funny, because it kind of reminds me of, like, like it's, it's, it's a tragedy that that happened, but it's also, like, you can't beat yourself up too much about it you know like because it's just a thing that happened and it's a thing that like will probably happen um and you know it's funny because there's a guy who's uh uh in my stream and he's he's very very new to the game you know like under 100 games played and uh one one of the things that i'm telling him is just like yeah man you're gonna die to stuff but like don't try to really care that much <laughs> like like yes you're gonna die to some weird ass one base all ins like all the time you know but like it's okay just keep doing your build don't try to like oh i'm gonna get like three spine crawlers because this guy might attack me it's like no don't don't add stuff to make it weirder just just kind of ignore that game like ignore that that weird thing happened it's like yeah you got proxygated and you died and it's like that's okay that's that's definitely gonna happen especially at that kind of mmr it's gonna happen a lot but you still have to tell yourself like let's just 
make workers. Let's just do this. And yes, whoops, we died. All right. Well, okay, next one, you know, and uh, it, it's so hard to, to like convincingly say that because it's also like, yeah, I, I understand you don't want to lose. Like it's not fun to lose, but you just got to, you got to understand that in, in the grand scheme of things, it's dying to that sort of stuff is, is part of the process, you know? Yeah. And, you know, granted, it, it, it does feel harder than it sounds. I mean, at least for me, just because like it, it's it's been happening fairly consistently. And it's just like, especially after a rough night like that, it was just like it, it was one of those things where it's just like the straw just like broke the camel's back. And it's just like, I fucking don't care like this or it, it kind of goes back to some of our previous episodes which just like sometimes you need to know when to take a break sometimes you need to just like learn how to persevere through those kind of things sometimes you just like you know just immediately shake it off just like i, I don't care anymore um i mean there, there's also the fact that it's like it's cosmic sapphire though it's just like i should have just expected something to weird weird to happen on cosmic sapphire like it's that's a map that's just like designed to have something weird happen to it you kidding me like a, a there's a gold base and there's cat there's the the rich vespian geysers on the other side it's just like this is a map ripe for weird stuff i should have known this was going to happen yeah yeah it's, it's uh I think I think it's always tough and I think also there's like a cumulative aspect to it too like for any given session for me it's like I can take I can take like maybe one or two of those games on the chin no problem you know like well oh okay well well my banelings uh blew up in the wrong spot and or I accidentally clicked the hatchery or whatever like anything like that it's like yep okay but like after like three or four, I'm like, I, I'm losing my mind, you know, like it, it definitely changes, but it's also like it, me, I can handle the first two, no problem. They, they can just, I can brush them off. I can focus. But like, again, sometimes the ladder just like really just does not allow you to have good luck in a row. And like, it just keeps happening. And yeah, man, I, I totally relate to that. And it's certainly, uh, certainly feel the pain throughout your entire body, you know? yeah it, it's starting to it's getting to a point where it's just like i'm like on a scale between like neuro and artosis and it's just like when that starts stuff starts to happen you just kind of slowly start to slip towards artosis and it's just <laughs> it, it can be sometimes it's a slow descent but then you start to like you start to have like these artosis moments and <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's a pretty good sliding scale honestly i think that's a good that's a good device to use <laughs> Yeah, it's just like mark it off. It's just like I'm at a cranial level right now. Good lord! All right, maybe it's time to take a break. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, but it's like I, I, I don't know. It, like it's, it's just because, ugh, it's just been a rough start to the season. Honestly, like it's been a, uh, yeah, it's just been it's been some wild games, and I'm just like it's it's hard to get in a comfortable spot. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think always the start to the season, especially when it's a whole like it's also a complete map refresh too, right? Like so, it's there's no carryover, uh, which is great. Like I I like it, but I think it makes it a lot more uh, volatile. And uh, you know, my strategy has just been to be weird. You know, like <laughs> like when it's weird, just get weirder and see if you can make it kind of like again it's not necessarily the best thing because you know my win rate probably isn't as solid as it could be but it's also just like yeah people are gonna try stuff and uh i've certainly gotten my share of weirdness but 
uh, because my plan has been weird as well. It's it's okay. It doesn't always work, but I I I, I go in just uh, ready to brawl. You know, like just ready to 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 take it to them. And uh, it's <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it or not. Like I I can't report if this is successful, but it's how I cope, I guess. <laughs> you know, the funny thing was is that like. Right before the new season started, I was thinking to myself, just like, you know, I don't really cheese as much as I probably should. And, you know, it's going to be a new season. Like, it's going to get wilder. Like, you know, at the end of a season and at the beginning of the season is, like, always when the wildest shit's going to happen. Like, at the end of the season, people are trying to get into that next league. And at the beginning of the season, like people don't know how to play on new maps or they're just like trying to get to the next league. So, you know, you're going to see all sorts of like cheeses and all ins or just like weird stuff that people are going to try out on the new maps to like figure out siege positions and stuff like that. But at the end of last season, I was just like, I, I should just four racks. I should just four racks everybody. And I kept thinking that to myself, just like, all right, today I'm going to cheese. And I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough because I also think even if you're, like, just dabbling and experimenting with it, like, it, you're still way out of your comfort zone for the most of the time. Uh, I'm I'm fortunate in the fact that, like, Five Roach to me is, like, so well rehearsed for me. Like, like it took me, like, one game to remember how to do the build, like, how I did it. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we're back. And it came back pretty quick. But it's also just, like, there's still certain things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that this is a thing that I had to do. Or like, oh, yeah, I remember this is how you play this out if they respond to it this way. Like, like it's little stuff like that, too, that's still kind of I've forgotten. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh, – I don't know. It's different. Did, did, I don't know if you had any, like, specific maps you wanted to bring up or, like, just mention as far as if you like them, you hate them, or, or anything. Well, I did have a couple. Um have you noticed that unit pathing's kind of weird on inside and out? Like, sp- specifically around the doodads, like, towards the center of the map. Yeah, I don't know. For inside and out, all I put is small and weird. Uh, it gives me oxide vibes, but not as bad <laughs> for for me. Well, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know what it is this season, but, like, I have been having so many issues with unit pathing. Like, it's crazy. And I, I figured out, like, on inside and out, there's there's the one, there's a couple of burning buildings, like, towards the center of the map. And for whatever reason, like, my units always want to split and, like, go down separate attack paths every single time on that map. It's so, it's bizarre. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's the, like, the little bridges. And in addition to, like, the rocks on the Triangle Third. But like, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. Where like units just don't go where you think, like like makes logical sense in your mind, and you don't realize it until they've already split themselves. Uh, but I do think that whenever you have rocks like in the middle of a main path like that, it 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 has a tendency to just make things weird, and make things split. Also, before before we get too too deep into this, there I, I will admit there are some issues that I have with the new maps, but I'm not gonna like outright say that they're bad maps because I I do enjoy this new map pool. I, um, I I do enjoy the fact that we're seeing like a return of the pocket bases, uh, just because of something new and fresh. Like I I know that a lot of people are like super anti pocket base, which I, I'll I'll dive into in just a second, but 
I, I, I'm not outright coming out and saying that any of the maps are bad. I, I, I do enjoy that the fact that we have a new map pool, and I'm very appreciative of the map makers for actually, you know, putting in the time and effort to, you know, continue making maps for the scene. Um, but inside and out, man, like that fuck those fucking burning buildings every single time. It fucks me up. Yeah, I haven't had too many issues with that one. Uh, I, I think it's also one of the ones I haven't played quite as much as the other ones. Again, to me, it's just like for the things that jump out for me, it's just the size and the base count. Um, other than that, uh, you know, I haven't had as much pathing, pathing stuff on there, but I also haven't played it that much. But it's all right. Yeah, it, 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 if you do start playing on it, it, it'll mess you up the first couple of times. Like I've had to start like actually thinking about how I move on that map now. It's just like I can't you, you can't just like randomly send units across. Yeah, well, actually, that brings me to Waterfall, which uh, is another one that's relatively small. They're kind of similar. Um, but for Waterfall, I think the thing that's weird about Waterfall is there's that... Um, it's kind of the same as Inside Out as far as it's a little bit smaller and it's a little bit less on the base count, uh, which is fine. Like, I, I can deal with that. Uh, but, like, that, there's this wall. It's like this cliff outside the third that is so much longer than you think it is. <laughs> right and like you can have units either standing on top of it or like if you're trying to like swing around on either side of that base on the ramps it takes so long to go around and it's like it's just it's just one of these things like you don't realize it until you've played on it a couple times you're like oh this is like a really long way to go around even though like on the minimap it looks like it's right there and it looks like you can just hop into the base like you have to really go around to approach that base yeah, you're talking about the cliff like on the triangle third, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's actually like an interesting little addition because I don't think we've really had any cliffs like that recently, right? Yeah, it's just it's just different, you know. And, and again, I don't I don't think it's you know broken or super annoying in any way. It's just there. Um, but yeah, it, it's something I noticed. Yeah, I actually really like that cliff because what I've started doing is walling off one side of it so that like, you know, that they'll like you'll you'll have your opponent like click to one side of it and then they'll try and go into that third base, but they have to walk around the cliff. You just put siege tanks on that cliff. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew you were gonna say something about tanks when you started. Hey, I you know, I kinda like this cliff. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna say something about tanks. Cause I he's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh I don't know. It's uh, small maps don't bother me as much as they do for other Zergs, but uh, you know sometimes the cliffs for me are are a little uh, a little. You you definitely have to know the tank positions. I also think Terrans in general just need a little bit of time to figure out a lot of these defensive positions, and um, I think that's also like pretty normal for Terrans to just kind of be like. I don't know exactly where to push exactly or like I don't know which paths are the safest or which ones are uh you know more worth your time or whatever but um yeah uh, other than that I think it's I think it's a fine map you know I enjoy it it's pretty yeah I mean that's going to be an ongoing thing for probably like another week or two like I know I'm still trying to figure out my like preferred attack paths and like I know that you know a lot of people have already started putting out videos on that kind of stuff and just like, okay, so here's where you want to set up tanks. Here's where you want to push. Here's where, you know, like Ling Bane is going to like hit you in a blind spot and, you know, stuff like that. It's just, it, it still takes some time to kind of like internalize stuff like that. Actually, you know, another, another map that I looks really small, but is 
actually has a really long path on it is data c have you noticed that yeah data c is just uh the thing that jumps out for me for data c is just how close the first four bases are they are so tightly jammed in there but then outside of that it's actually like decently large you know there's still like there's still a lot of weird choky like block i don't know what to call them, like chunks chunks of land in this in the center that like uh you know create these little choke points and little funnels and stuff and and that's one where i have noticed weird pathing but it's usually just because i click across the map and one of those weird like s shape chunks of land splits my army because like i'm just like oh yeah i guess that's there um but i, I i'm not a fan of data c mainly because i'm envisioning playing versus mech on it and it seems like a big pain but honestly the games that i played on data c haven't been as bad as i've imagined but uh i still haven't faced like that many mech players on it <laughs> i i have i have it's not fun it, it's I, it's it's probably not fun for it's probably more so not fun for zerg players but it's not fun for terrans either it's brutal i had um i had one terran player who actually like just sat on three bases for longer than they should have. I mean, it's like a 20 minute game that ended 10 minutes ago. And it's just like, I I have these three very, very compact bases. Like I can sit here for a while. I'm just like, I can't crack you. Like this is impossible. Yeah. No, actually you reminded me of a game I played on data C, which I thought was so funny because uh, I was playing a, a mech player who, who like did, I think it was double BC or something. Uh, but then but th but then he was being he was being so weird he took a corner base and i was like bro just take the third like the third is so good for what you're doing i couldn't believe it i i thought it was i thought it was the most insane thing ever because i'm like i know you want to be like cute and like take a corner base but he took he he i'm like just take the third man it's so much better you're making your life so much harder and like i i did win because i found the hidden and i destroyed it and like uh it, you know it, it was just it was just so hilarious to me but um, you know, it, I, I, I'll, I'll give him that one on the, uh, you know, it's early in the season and he's just kind of doing weird stuff, but just hilarious to me. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I actually really enjoy data C and I've, I've finally figured out like which paths I want to take whenever I'm attacking. And it's so nice to like, just have a very easy to take fourth base. Cause that's something I've been struggling with a little bit recently, but good Lord, if there, if there's a, a Terran or a Protoss on, or a late game Zerg on the other side of the map that's just like doesn't want to let go of any of those bases. It's just like, I guess we're going into the late game. And it's so bizarre to be playing like 30 minute matches on this, like on the smaller map. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it shapes out. Like, uh, I'm also just looking at like a lot of the Pro Zerg's vetoes and stuff just to be like, which ones do they deem unacceptable? Um, again, I'm, I'm not like eager to start vetoing just because it, it takes a lot of the maps out of the rotation for certain matchups. So like, I'm not going to do that quite yet, but data C was one of the few maps I looked at, like just looked at and I was like, I'm, I'm already not super happy about it, but whatever. I'll still keep playing it for now. <laughs> now that's actually how I kind of felt about, uh, stargazers and Terrans are just absolutely up in arms about Stargazers right now. It's it's insane. I'm uh, uh yeah again. It's a it's a pocket base map, so not my favorite. But I know that's also like a like a me like a me thing. 
<laughs> like a like a my choices directly influence that. Um, but I don't know. I think there's there's I'm gonna just try different shit that's still similar for me. That's my plan. But I think I'm probably gonna veto it eventually because I I did the same thing on Blackburn. Like I was like, eh, it's quirky. We'll play it out, and then uh, I got to a certain point where I was like, I'm never playing that map again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that map's probably going to be rough for Zergs, but it's also going to be rough for Terrans that are playing either other Terrans or other Protosses. Like, I watched Vindicta's uh, analysis of it, and he's just like, this is like an automatic veto. Don't ever play on this map. Um, and the funny thing was is that while he was coaching me, he uh, I, I pulled up a Stargazer's game. He's just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you showing me this this map? I'm just like, I, this look, this was on my alt account. Like, I forgot to do vetoes on that one. It's just like, can you, like, can we just watch it, please? And he's just like, yeah, we, I mean, we can watch it, but veto this map, please. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad he's he's very straightforward with you. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, it's really funny. I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because, like, like I, I've played a couple of games on that map so far, and... They they are actually like slugfest. Like it's it's a really hard map to move around on, honestly. Like it's not it's really not easy to push through like just the middle of the map. Yeah, I mean I think I think the horizontal uh kind of spawning arrangement too is always gonna just change the options and change the angles that you can kind of work on. And and for me that's also like very not great for me because I like to have angles, even as just options or distractions, like I can't distract a, a wall off, you know, like <laughs> I can't, I can't attack two ends of the wall off, you know, maybe I get fancy and make some dropper lords or something. That might be my, my strategy for that, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That, that map is built like a MOBA map, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I do have one funny thing about it is that uh, it, it, the main base is massive and the fact that there's a pocket base that's pretty easy to access is it's a thing. I had um, like my first game on that map was just uh, it was a TVT. I was just like, ah, you know, I, I know that this is going to be an issue, but it this is the first game on that map. It can't be that big of an issue. Oh, it absolutely is because that Terran tank dropped me into the pocket base. And, uh, like, it was it was not easy to dislodge. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, like, I'm aware of, at least on, on some of these more pocket bases, where it's like, well, at least there's, like, space for me to knight us, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, I don't know. What do you think about uh, Tropical Sacrifice? That's another weird one. I've, like... I don't know why, but my early game is always messed up. It's always like the first minute of the game is always messed up for me on that map. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but it seems like my first supply depot every single time is just like a little bit late. And the, everything else after that is like sticky. Oh, I was just looking at it. Tropical Sacrifice doesn't have the weird minerals. There's There's a couple that have like the vertical arranged minerals, you know, so you do mine slightly less. Uh, but I don't think that's one of them. But I forget which one it is now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Tropical Sacrifice to me is like kind of the map that like it feels like it's gonna be the regular agreeable macro map 
you know that's it's big but uh i think we'll see a lot of games on it maybe i don't know uh i think it's fine like i don't have anything too crazy i think there's some rocks that are pretty uh annoying for zergs to kill like i mean not annoying to kill but like necessary to kill to kind of open it up a little bit um but other than that it seems relatively straightforward i think there are some pretty nice wide wide spaces in there uh which you know i i certainly enjoy but other than that it's like yeah it's you know it's regular yeah it's one of those maps where i haven't figured out where i actually want to move my army um like it's like you said there are a couple of like really wide open spaces that i'm terrified to move through at any point um there are those like bridges kind of in the middle where you can take some decent fights but at the same time it's just like it's hard to push through that area too so i i don't know i haven't figured out if i actually enjoy that map or not um it, it like so far it seems like a really cool macro map but i haven't oh wait no tropical sacrifice does have the minerals that i was talking about yeah that's why your depot's late <laughs> oh which which map are you thinking it of? has uh no it, tropical sacrifice is i think i had an old picture of it that i looked at oh. that had it differently uh, but yeah, no, the, the minerals are directly above the main base as opposed to above and to the side slightly. So like it is a little bit like less efficient, um, but it's equal because <laughs> both players have it, I guess. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's there's something about like that. Just the depot being like slightly slower that like. It make it makes me feel weird. I don't it's ugh, I don't like that's that's. The, the biggest issue I have with that map. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I believe in you, and uh, I'm sure you'll get over it eventually. <laughs> uh, what about Boon Dance? What are your feelings on that one? So, it's a pocket base, so I'm not super thrilled about it. Um, the nice thing is that the pocket base is a little bit less as far as, like, money that's there, and there's only one gas geyser, so, like, that makes you know turtle mech a little harder to do on that because like they are kind of usually limited by the gas so again i'm i'm just i'm just imagining the pain of mech i think the thing that i also really just don't like about pocket bases is that it forces me to work overtime as far as scouting information goes just because like it takes so much more work to get back there than to just throw a ling to the third and fourth locations you know like uh, and I'm very lazy as far as my scouting. Like, like I have systems. I have systems and ways to get it done. But like, the getting an overseer all the way back there is a very different process than just sending a link to like die at a base and just check. Um, so I'm I'm a little nervous about some potential plays off of that setup. Um, but again, at least it's at least it's less minerals and one gas. Um, Again, I'm I'm still kind of experimenting with Nidus and, and other stuff, but I think the base is also really small, so there's not as much like open space to sneak a Nidus in or even sneak a Nidus at the uh, at the pocket, you know. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's okay. Uh, like I said, I'll I'll see how I keep playing it and kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned before that the the pocket's kind of small and hard to sneak a nidus in there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, like it looks like there's space. I think that's what it was. But once there's a command center and like two depots, there's basically no space. You know, there's definitely no space for like vision. Um, you know, they still might have to pull some stuff down from production to get over there, but they'll they'll see it on the minimap probably. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I, I don't know how I feel about Moon Dance yet, honestly. 
Like, I, I don't know whether I want to take that pocket base as my third base or not at this point, because it, it feels like I have to change up my uh, my usual plan if I take that one. Because, I mean, usually my thought process is just like, you know, take your third and then you're going to start like getting more gas. and You're going to start teching up. I mean, but with that, with the pocket third base, it's just like you kind of limit yourself to like an eight racks brick throw. And that's what a lot of Terrans have been saying to do is just like make a just make eight racks and go and that's usually not i'm not a big fan of that style like it works but it's just not really my forte and i don't want to do it and it feels like it's it's kind of hard to push across the uh the map uh it feels like kind of a long long journey and i like the funny thing was is that like when like when before the new season hit and we were playing customs on that map like it felt fantastic to me but now that the season's going on, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's different. Like, and I think it's one of these maps where, like, I feel like I don't know where the meta is going to go with that map just because, uh, like, people can interpret it in a lot of different weird sort of ways, right? Um, but for me, I, it's already a little, it's a little sour tasting and will probably get more sour tasting as I go on, but. Uh, I'm very aware that that's a that's a me thing, uh, you know. But but otherwise too, you know. There's like there's a lot of vision blockers in the center, so spreading creep can be kind of annoying sometimes when you're really trying to push it out. But I I don't know. I think pro us players like that there's a two base wall off too, you know, on the on the natural. I think they they always enjoy if you can just put two two solid buildings there. Um, again, I'm not like a bane bus guy or nothing like that, but it's certainly uh, enjoyable and and comfortable for them. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to lean into like the two and a half base play a lot or if like for me, I'm kind of just ignoring it. Like I'm taking it as like a like backup fourth or like a macro hatch fourth, you know, like it's just there because I still want to push out onto the map as much as I can. But uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, again, it's a weird thing. And maybe we have to watch a couple more tournaments on these maps to like emulate the, the pros or whatever, or at least figure out how they're... Uh, kind of you know working their way through it because honestly i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> yeah this like i almost hate like bashing on the maps that are a little bit more experimental with like pocket bases and stuff like that because it also would like map, map makers might get the wrong idea and just be like oh well we have to just have the same map or like the same map with different textures over and over again which you know kind of suck to see that again but at the same time, like it, it does it. It's it's painful because I it kind of forces me to have to play in a different way. And maybe that's actually a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that I like have to switch stuff up based on you know what map I'm playing on. But at the same time, it's just like I have I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a a, uh, a creature of comfort, and I want I kind of want to be able to do my same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it kind of cuts both ways too, where it's like. I don't think it's necessarily great to be like, oh, I'm going to play eight racks on this map every time. Like, you're playing the map to a certain degree, more so than what you want to play or what your opponent's playing, right? And, like, it's not wrong to, to do that and to make those kind of calls, but it's also, like, is it worth your time to to do that on that map, right? And, and like, I don't know. That's a that's a personal decision that, that you can kind of make when you're picking your strategies. But I also think that, like, just blindly playing the map like because it's that map is 
it's whatever like you can do it but i i probably wouldn't like i i would still like to play relatively similar um for me like as far as consistency goes but also i'm open to the idea of of kind of mixing it up and i i do think that mixing it up every once in a while can kind of teach you different things about the game or different things about situations and that sort of stuff so I don't know. Like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> like, again, it's still relatively early. Like, I have thoughts and feelings, but they're definitely not, like, locked in. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is that this map pool that we've got has definitely been more of the quirkier, on the quirkier side than it has in the past. Because, you know, even even last season, it's like, yeah, like, there's some quirks, but not nearly as many as, as there are uh, on, on this map pool. And, and the fact that it's also a clean a clean sweep of new maps is it's going to be different. And uh, I think it's good because I think it takes longer for the meta to kind of settle, you know, if, if that's the case and, and it's more diverse. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that it's, it's diverse in a way that impacts me personally, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like it impacts my play style the most, I feel like, you know, and it's just like, Oh no, not me. Like, <laughs> but whatever, I can't, I can't do anything about that. And maybe I will try new stuff or change stuff, but uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny that we did start kind of going on this like experimentation tangent because uh, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been feeling like, I guess it's just the instability now that we have the new map, but like I've been wanting to try out new stuff recently. Like I've been thinking about like going back into mech a little bit. Uh, Cause it's just like, it's not a play style that I'm comfortable with. It's not one that I'm used to doing, but you know, it would be nice to kind of break it out on some of these, uh, on some of these new maps with a lot of like tight chokes and stuff. And I know a lot of people have just like turned their nose up at me. And it's like, how dare you force me into a 45 minute game? But you know, <laughs> Yeah, I want to experiment a little bit, you know? Yeah, no. Well, and I think you can always find value in, in trying different things. Just just because, like, uh, it gives you experience in different situations. It gives you experience with different units. And it's like, um, even if you're not going to, like, super try hard it, but you're just like, yeah, we're going to play around with this build for a little bit and see how it feels. Um, I think that's still very helpful. And it's refreshing, you know? Like, uh, for me too, like just working on Ling Bane in ZVP has been, it's been fun, man. It's been, uh, it's been different. And, and yeah, there's definitely like a kind of a rough break in period sometimes where like everything's new and you're losing a lot. But I do think you, at the end of the day, you kind of come out as a better player, right? It, it certainly takes time and you don't know how, like how much of a better player you'll come out as, but you know, it's fun, man. It makes some variety for yourself. I think, I think that's always a good idea. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, if you're worried about potentially, like, losing MMR while you're experimenting, like, you can always make, like, an alt or, you know, play unranked or something like that. Like, unranked MMR is tracked separately from your regular MMR, so it's, like, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just, like, I'll take Omega Craft out for just, like, this mech rampage. All right, last one. Uh, This is the last one, right? Yeah, Cosmic Sapphire. What do you think? I, I still don't know what to think about that map, honestly. It's like there's there's the potential for like all sorts of weird stuff to happen on that map. I still haven't seen a lot of weird stuff happen on it yet. Uh, besides for you know the baneling sitting outside of my base, but <laughs> that's more like player weirdness rather rather than map weirdness. I it, it's an it, it's an interesting map. It's it I I I do want to keep playing it because I'm interested to see what kind of games I'll get out of it, but it's 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 definitely a strange 
strange map. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was a little surprised when you said earlier how weird it was because I was like, I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's just my that's just my perspective on it, I guess. It's more so just like you have like the one watchtower like in the like northeast, and then you have like a gold base down at the, like <laughs> in the southwest, and then you know the rich Vespines, uh on the other side. There's also like just there's some. There's some odd paths through that map too. Like I, I'm still not sure where I'm supposed to push. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree about some of the pathing. I think the fact that it's the corners are asymmetrical is interesting, but not like, like like the one watchtower. It's like yeah, there's one watchtower. <laughs> it's like all right, I guess. And then on the other side, it's like there's this weird like high ground platform that is just like a platform you know uh and i think that's interesting i don't know how that's gonna play out as far as like interactions but it's there and it's there to be acted upon so you know i'm i'll we'll see how it goes um for me i think cosmic sapphire doesn't feel too weird like there's quirks but i think it's a lot lower on the like quirky quirkiness rating uh to me it feels relatively standard the one thing that i think is really strange is that the rocks outside the third are gigantic and those rocks that are huge also dramatically change the pathing for like every engagement uh defensively and aggressively uh it's a huge change knocking down those rocks um and i think that's something that will definitely just uh be be built into the game or built into games on that map you know um it's certainly something i'm aware of and uh they're also really close to the base too you know like it's just uh i don't know it's different and i kind of i kind of enjoy that yeah i um the funny thing is like i haven't even thought about like the rocks on that map honestly like i I, it's it's huge (laughs) like the the only time i actually think about those rocks is if somebody's trying to break down my rocks honestly like i've had a couple of instances where like you know the zerg player will just like come up and like you'll hear like the little like roach splashes or zerglings like attacking it and it's just like oh oh no you don't you don't i can't let you have that ramp you gotta you gotta get away the the platform is just it's such a weird anomaly for me whether that's a good thing or a bad thing honestly because like in the early game if i have like three siege tanks up there and you don't have any way to like look at it and i know yeah i'm going back to siege tanks that's i'm a terran that's what i do if you don't if you don't have vision of it like that's a fantastic spot to fight in theoretically but also it's a huge ramp so it's it's fairly easy to like get around and like crush down on it well it, yeah well and it's in it's in neutral territory like it's not near a base you know so it's like i don't know i don't know if it's going to be interesting or not <laughs> like i have to see more games on it but the fact that it exists yeah the fact that it exists i think is pretty interesting um, but again, it's, I don't know. We'll see. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> I don't want to fight on it. I don't want to fight on it. I don't want to find out. <laughs> it's, that's going to, that's going to hurt. I mean, you definitely could have like Zerglings coming in from like both sides. Uh, definitely feasible. Um, but again, like it's, you're not on a hatchery. You're not on a hatchery at that point. So like, I don't care if you siege up there. What are you going to, what are you going to do with it? I mean, uh, the, the other thing I thought was just like, just throw some widow mines up there. Cause that's going to be harder to like see that if you're just like trying to send links to the other side of the map down the fastest path but you have to keep vision of that because there's no zelnaga watchtower like you can have the other zelnaga watchtower watch the smaller path 
But then the smaller path is also technically the better path to attack down. I mean, you could also go through, like, the rich bases, but that's a really long way to go. And kind of, if you, it, like, if your opponent decides to attack you while you're out there, like, you're dead. I don't know. Like, it's it's an interesting map. Yeah, honestly, the 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 rich the rich bases to me are so far. I don't think they'll come into play that much. I mean, yeah, I'll get some ladder heroes who will definitely uh, try to try to get them out, but like they're so they're so far away to me. Like it, it just it feels it feels crazy to to attempt it. But I'm sure some guy will do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like the rich minerals are like almost out of the question for sure. Um, I've like, I've tried to expand that way and it's painful. Like that's, that's basically always going to be like a hidden base. I feel like, or ultra late game base that's going to be fought over. I have tried to expand like towards the Vespin though. It doesn't feel as bad, honestly. And like, you could probably like crank out some real high tech units or if you're really into like Maru's like ghost mech composition, like that's the way to do it is to grab those uh, rich ones. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely within within reach for for the rich Vespine one, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how you know the big boys in in the professionals uh, play out that map because I, I do think it does have some potential interest. But yeah, it's cool. No, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting to see. Uh, we are coming up on time though, Dan. Is there is there any other thoughts that you've had on our extended ladder discussion tonight? Uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, in the latter, it's always going to be a kind of love-hate relationship, right? I, I love that it's uh, surprising, but also, you know, sometimes it's too surprising. <laughs> but that's that's the way it goes, and, you know, it's pretty pretty par for the course, I feel like. So, you know, hey, I thought this was a great discussion. It was a, it was a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to be it for us. Climb is live every other Wednesday. The podcast version of each episode will be released at the end of next week. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast sites. You can find our socials in the description below. Dan, do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything going on in the next in the uh, coming weeks? Um, yeah, so I'm taking a little bit of a break. I'm probably going to take after this coming Friday, I'll probably take about two weeks off. Uh, traveling with some family, doing some other stuff, uh, and uh, I probably won't be posting too much. I might, you know, the thing I'm probably going to try to do before I leave is I'm going to try to put all my uh, my TikToks on YouTube Shorts and see if the algorithm will enjoy it. I, I don't know YouTube Shorts at all. It's kind of weird, but like, I, I, whatever. I already made the videos, so like, so like I, I can just throw them up there. It's whatever. But hey, if you want to check that out, uh, that'll be on my YouTube. And if you want to enjoy it again on TikTok, it's also there. So, uh, you know, hey, check it out. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like double dipping is probably the way to go with stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's short form and short form. It's just like YouTube Shorts feels even weirder than TikTok does to me right now. But uh, they're in the right format. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, guys, thank you, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the discussion. And as always, good luck, have fun out there, and we will see you next time.